Hey guys, welcome to our first episode of Overtime, which is our podcast. I am Mirhan, that's Ishan. Uh, a little bit about each of us. We were, we're both school-going students and this is probably going to be as informal as it gets. On this podcast, we're just going to be interviewing individuals from different industries and walks of life and several uh, and discuss several ongoing global situations as well as getting to know them throughout the process. On today's ever today's first ever podcast, we will be looking into the engineering bracket. And if that doesn't interest you, just wait for the next episode. <laughs> but trust me, tune in, get comfortable because this is going to be more interesting than you would think. Okay, for real, I'm going to stop talking because I see how annoyed my co-host is. So uh, today we are joined uh, by someone who's very dear to me, uh, a man who goes by the name of Prakash Asnani. Uh, hi, Prakash. Um, Please tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of your position and career so far. Hi, Miran. Hi, Ishan. Uh, my name is Prakash Astani. I am uh, in my late 50s. I started uh, with my engineering career way back several decades ago. Wow. Uh, in the, uh, in, when I joined the engineering field, I had just graduated out of college. And uh, I worked as a trainee engineer right. with a company in India, which manufactured fire extinguishers. And, wow. uh, you know, it had to do with firefighting. Right. Wow. Uh, we were doing, but not the domestic kind of fire extinguishers. It was a company called Kuvarji Devshi and Sons, previously known as Firex Industries. I was involved in their projects division. And I did learn, started my career basically as a foot soldier going to the sites, checking out if work was completed and, you know, doing all basic, basic, very basic stuff, which had nothing to do with engineering at all. Oh, okay. Uh, gradually, I was given some responsibilities of uh, uh, tendering and uh, stuff like that. All that was helped build me up in terms of strength of uh, engineering field in this field of engineering and how to be a foot soldier. Right. After a while, I got bored of that and I decided to come overseas, seek better opportunities. I came to Dubai. I was an assistant engineer as an assistant engineer and I joined a company which was dealing with escalators and elevators. It was mm. 180 degrees change in spectrum from firefighting to... Yeah. <laughs> elevators and escalators here i learned mechanics electronics and stuff like that things that made you know movement engineering of movement uh, how huge equipment runs i was given a small project rather large at that time it was the airport installation of uh, escalators and uh, moving walkways at dubai international airport wow. i was to assist several a team of german engineers who were doing the project and the entire project took about two years and i fulfilled my assignment and i decided to move on wow i was offered a role as again a junior engineer but this time by a company called grunfoss grunfoss manufactures pumps in denmark they're a leading company of pump manufacturers in denmark I joined up with them. I was trained for extensively with them in, in Denmark in, the, in their factories. I learned about water, its aspects, roles, importance, 
how is water taken out from Mother Earth? How is water treated? I spent a few months in another company called Tea Dance Sugar Fabrica, where I learned about desalination. And again, my you know the the perspective of engineering was entirely different from what I had learned in college. Now I was in in with uh, technology, which wasn't even a part of my uh, curriculum. Yeah. I so. Yeah, so uh, start, like as you mentioned, college and from what research I've done about you, um, going to an Indian college, which I'm pretty sure, uh, it, which was Jai Hind College, you ranked 16th in Gujarat State, right? Am I right for uh, engineering? I, I did my uh, I did my early school days, which was what was called the 11th and 12th. Right. Uh, the 11th and 12th. I did my 10th out of Bombay Scottish. Yeah. The 11th and 12th, I did out of Jai Hind College. Yeah. And my engineering, I was studying in Gujarat. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, about that, how, since I have from such an educational background and being an engineer yourself, how important do you think it is, uh, is college and an education, uh, which you have received to be in, in the industry you are in right now? And has it been resourceful with your job so far? I'll give you an example, Baran. Yeah. You know, it's like learning your ABCs. You know, in school, in your basic years, you learn the ABCD. Right. And then when you grow up in life, uh, you, uh, like a novelist or a laureate, begins to write text. It really has no, you know, uh, relevance to what you learned in school, but it's the basic foundation. School and college just is the basic foundation what you learn on the job is much much more important but what you learn in school helps you understand what you're going to learn on the job so your academic your basic academics is a function of what you will learn in what the job will teach you each job will teach you different things you know i've i've been through firefighting i have been through uh, elevators i've been through pumps and today i'm doing something which is entirely different I'm running a factory wherein we employ about 700 people and we manufacture fire dampers, which is, which is entirely off the charts, you know, from what I learned in school, what I did in my early days and what experience I learned. So each experience is a new learning and you cannot say that one is important and the other is not. No, each experience is as individualistic and important in your life. Wow. That's interesting. So what online resources do you use to help you in your job? Well, I use several online resources. There are several uh, uh, engineering guides and tools and mechanisms to help me understand problems that happen with our machineries that we have. We use CNC machines. Some come out of China, some come out of Europe, and some come out of the US. Now, each machine is built in a different way. Being in Dubai, access to components is very, very difficult. So we need to understand how components work, what we could use at alternates, so we generally land up using several technical softwares, 3D Max and stuff like that. How do we build on components? So there are many resources available on the net, which engineers are free to use. We use BIM, which, you know, which goes into projects, how we got to fit in our equipment in projects. Yes. Wow, that's interesting. So uh, just for one second, pretend I'm not a tech person, Prakash. Could you explain your job in simple terms, like what you currently do? I know you uh, spoke about ma being a, being at a managerial position and running a factory, but could you, for our viewers, explain uh, as to what your intent is? Well, currently my job is, uh, is it involves manufacturing in this industry. 
and the electromechanical industry. You know, we wow. make equipment which is called classified as life-saving equipment, right from uh, fire dampers which save lives to uh, you know to emergency lighting systems which run in buildings which path which provide you with pathways of light when in case of a fire entirely diverse entirely diverse one is mechanical one is electrical i have different teams of people working under me some handle the electrical part and some the mechanical part but each field needs innovation so my job is to keep on top of the innovation to keep researching how we could build better products at more economically and more efficiently wow so I don't so, do my job alone. I have a team of people working with me, and we are constantly uh, innovating. We are constantly striving towards better products, manufactured efficiently. So, what strengths or characteristics do you think that, uh, that are most important in your position? Well, you have to be uh, on the ground with your team. You need to understand your team. You need to understand their strengths. Exploit those strengths because if one person is strong in that area, you need to give him that responsibility, uh, use his strengths, and the team should function as a unit. Not that you know one guy does, uh, one of your engineers is doing one thing and the other is not in link with him or sync with him, and you know each one is doing himself. No, you have to get your team in place so that it works in unison, so that you know everybody has the same goal, is working towards the same target, and working unanimously. You can't have people thinking different ideas, you know, different uh, goals or, you know, like if I want to do a thing in a particular way, I will not do it my way. I will take opinions of all my team members. And then at the end of the day, when an opinion is taken, we follow that opinion. Right. Right. So if imagine we are, so we from our viewers so far, uh, there's probably a, a, a good chance that there's probably an engineer out there that's looking to be in your position or uh, to put it frankly, be in your shoes right now. What would be sure. some advice that you would give someone who is looking to go down the road you've gone down in uh, terms of achieving the stuff you have achieved so far? Good question. Uh, it's taken me 30 plus years in my current company to be where I am. I've been working with my current company wow. for the last 32 years. And as I said, I always joined as a foot soldier and worked my way up. Uh, you can't reach where to the top the easy way. You have to put in a lot of effort. You have to put in a lot of honesty. And you have to be prepared to go the extra mile for the company that you work for. So you need honesty. You need, you need, you need to be dedicated to your job. And you need to have a goal-focused and you need to have a good manager. You know, I'll tell you one thing. If you don't have a good manager who's a strong manager, who's a strong team leader, you're not going to achieve much in life. So always find, I mean, my advice is when you find a manager who's a tough taskmaster, he's the guy you need to work under because he will guide you. He will mold you. And that's what I was fortunate enough to have. I had a very good boss and uh, he, uh, he had a very good vision, but he let me realize the vision through my engineering feet. Wow. Wow. So, um, if I may ask, uh, you believe in science a lot, right? As an engineer yourself. Absolutely. So, for all the viewers out there, is it possible to believe in a science as well as religion? Because I know you're a very religious person as well. So, how do you balance out what is per se religion in terms of God and what is science? 
Okay. These are two different aspects of a human being. You know, uh, you believe in God, but God tells you that you have to uh, do your best at your job. Even Lord Krishna says that, what Lord Krishna says, Tu karam kar phalki icha matrak. You need to do your best and strive at what you're good. The results will come automatically. This means if I put my best effort, the results of my work will succeed. I'll give you a very practical example in life. If you had to sow lemon seeds, trees from a lemon, would you ever, what would you reap? I mean, the tree would give you lemons at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Right. You would not get mangoes. Correct? Yeah. So how do you manage to balance your work and life? My work and life, as I would like to put it, when I'm at work, I switch off my personal life. And when I'm at home, I switch off my work. Okay, I do answer my way. I do answer my mails and other things that I receive uh, when I'm at home as well. But that doesn't mean that I get totally involved with my work or you know stuff like that. I tend to keep my work-related uh, stuff back at the office when I come home. Or I try and finish it before I, you know, get home. And vice versa, I leave my home objectives for the weekend, which I need to achieve. So uh, I try to keep a, you know, balance between my uh, home life and my workspace. But it's not a hard and fast rule that when I come home, I will not answer my emails. No, I do right. answer my mails when I, you know, when I get them while I'm at home as well. Right. So you're saying patience is very important. Sorry, sorry, Ishan, but you're saying patience is very important, right? To be in the, uh, whether it's career or uh, point in life where you are at right now. Patience is like... Patience is one of the most important things that you will need in at, at the workspace. Right. You know, no matter where you are, your patience will always be tried. If you are a foot soldier or if you're the boss of the company, no matter what, where you are, if you lose your patience, you're going to get out of the game. Right. It's extremely, I mean, it's, it's the most important thing to be patient in life. Right. Patient in life, patience in life is one of the traits which, uh, which will help anybody at any stage in life, be it at the starting point of his life or the last day of his life. If he's not patient, because patience—I uh, mean, the opposite of patience is if you're not patient, you're going to be worried, and worries will never get you anywhere. If you're going to get worried, yes, you you will be stressed, you will have stress, you will have uh, worries about the future, but you need to handle it with care and cautious and you know caution, and be patient because nature has a lot of good things in store for everybody. And till you don't learn that lesson, you know, it's like going to class four. When you are in class four, the examination is the most tough examination of your life. But once you pass that examination, you go to class five. And the stress of class four doesn't bother you because you, you know, you've overcome that. But now it's the stress of level five, class five, which really begins to eat you up towards the exam. And as soon as you pass the exam of five, you go to six. So the level five stuff doesn't bother you anymore. So is life. Right. Life so gives you life. challenges. And once you cross that challenge, you don't care about it anymore. So you, you know, whatever worries you had, whatever stresses you had, you overcome that. You've learned how to handle that. Right. And you moved on. 
right so each step each worry in life or each stress each difficulty that you face in life is like a new chapter you're learning in school we learn our books you know we learn from books and go and give an exam in life life gives you an exam and you learn the lesson from that wow so uh as in uh, relation to uh, us um as school going students and in being in the 11th grade and doing a very rigorous course ourselves uh stress is a very uh prominent factor that's always present and uh it's something we deal with on a daily basis and from someone who has experienced almost everything life can offer but uh, and like and has reached that point where uh one knows how to balance and uh, balance themselves whether it's stress or whether it's uh, managing a, a certain event uh what would be your advice for people who for us for example cuz we are students who are our current lives in terms of lives revolve around college or are what grade we're going to get next and how much we have to study for that grade so what is your advice regarding uh dealing with that and managing that stress you need to give it your best shot you need to this is the time where you need a lot of focus you know stay away from distractions keep focused on your college get good grades and you will get because you know wh- why are you stressed because in your mind you have a certain goal you have set yourself a certain goal now if you're not going to put that effort towards that goal you're going to be disappointed and what stress you have now this is nothing compared to the stress you will face in your real workspace so you know hmm. you today you feel you're expanding your universe is expanding you know you, you you are beginning to get so much information you know through the web through uh, through your class through your studies through your friends through your family all this is molding you you know it's it's like a potter he molds a cup or a vessel from the pottery you know from pottery that he's making right and the stress that is there on the mud it is incredible but the potter knows exactly the amount of stress that he has to apply so this is like god giving you like you know the universe or god or whatever you say giving you strength you're building your strength you know the more you take the more stronger you will get right. and if you say i can't take it i i don't want to do this i will go for one grade lesser so you will be nothing wrong with it just the thing is how strong do you want to get how much do you want to achieve if you want to achieve let's say so much you need to put in a lot of effort and this effort and stress you are correlating now you know you are relating stress with effort so is life if you uh, want something you have to put in that effort and that effort we relate as stress it just depends what you want out of life if you just want to be uh, let's say uh, a happy go lucky person then you do not need to take the stress of your college and stuff like that it's okay dad look i'm not going to do all this stuff and all that i just want to come and work in an office wherein i want to be a uh, assistant uh, to you, to uh, a secretary or you know i, I want to be uh, a, you know just a guy who does the normal stuff you know like the assistants do like support teams do so it just depends what you want to achieve out of life and each achievement has a price tag that is called the effort that is called the stress or whatever you call it wow so uh, if i may ask um 
what i've seen whether it's a movie or whether it's like reality uh our current lives as like teenagers who go to school and like our, our entire circle which is our world revolves around socializing and going to school and doing these sort of things which is a very enclosed environment from what the world is per se and what's the what the what the happenings are and it's only when i've uh, quote unquote when life hits you is when you unquote is when you um leave college and when you start working jobs or when you start becoming financially independent so what would be your advice to people like us as of right now uh, for what's the best that we could do keep your goals fixed you know if you have a goal in life if you're focused on your goal you will achieve it this is the law of nature if you and if you're and you know if you seek blessings of your elders seek blessings you know blessings play a very important part in life although many may not agree with me but this is of my firm belief that blessings do help you a great deal in your life and seek the blessings of your elders stay focused put in your effort you will at- arrive at your destination if there is a particular destination you have chosen nature will find the way to get you there so what you feel now is that you know today you're living in a protected environment tomorrow you want to aim for the stars believe in it and you will achieve it you just need to believe in it put the effort put the same amount of effort in your belief and you will surely attain it this is my experience of life wow so what do you think is the future of your industry there is no limits to the future of any industry each day there is new scientific revelations new kids like you are changing the laws of physics you know what we wrote as laws of physics are being changed every day by the new generation so the industry will go on it will evolve each day that's what i said innovation is the key to any industry otherwise it will just die away you know otherwise it's just uh, you know it's it's very stupid just imagine i'll tell you one thing just take the television industry which makes lcd panels if you remember i don't know if you've seen it or not but you remember how the old televisions used to be which were the crt televisions yeah big televisions which were not slim they were like you know the width of the television was 3 feet wide yeah yeah and depth was 2 feet wide and all those big huge humongous things they weighed a ton wow you know they had something which was called crt technology crt cathode ray tube technology it was called and they are nothing compared to the lcds the leds and you know the paper thin televisions which are going to come in the future how has this happened it's because every day somebody you know the younger generation the future generation comes up with new studies comes up with new ideas and this each idea builds on you know you get an idea then your friend gets an idea and he gets an idea and somebody across the globe gets an idea and everybody keeps building on that idea and you come up with a new product so innovation is the key to any industry you should not allow yourself to stagnate even if you're doing a million dollar business if you keep stagnating because tomorrow many competitors will come and copy you and do exactly the same thing what you're doing if you don't innovate you will you will you will die the the industry that does not innovate will die right this is my experience so just to recap there's so any industry you need to keep innovating is my is my mantra wow so uh so a lot to recap here a lot to take in also 
I don't want to keep you waiting for too long because I think we've ex- exceeded the time. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Prakash. And uh, hope to see you soon. Uh, take care till then. Um, thank you so much. God bless you, Miran. Have a great day, Ishan. Nice having met you over the uh, over this conference call. I look forward to meeting up with you guys whenever you're in town. Yeah. Have a great evening. Have a great day. Good luck and God bless. Bye, Prakash. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. God bless. Bye bye.